Okay, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, I think we'll open up the floor with questions. I know that there's a few people here that had questions, some of it related to CGNS. If you want to unmute and introduce yourself and we can start the conversation. Hello. Yes, can hear you. Hi. Hi, Scott, and thanks for uh, for the your uh, your hands last time. Let me present myself. So I'm a research engineer. In I work on open source uh, code in France for the thermohydraulics. It is an HPC software, and I uh, was searching with the development team to have um, a post processing format, which is uh, which can go on clusters and uh, export uh, to export results in a single uh, HDF format. And I started uh, developing uh, because I saw that CGNS offers uh, this uh, possibility. So uh, I managed uh, to, uh, to, 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 to write uh, the files uh, in CGNS. And I started having some issues uh, when uh, my code started running on multiple nodes. That's what I asked on the CGNS discussion, and you proposed uh, for me to uh, to either uh, use, for example, the the main uh, the master uh, processor to write just the skeleton and distribute, mm -hmm. or use or use the the branch uh, splitting uh, subfiling of. Uh, uh of of hdf sank so my, my first question concerns the first point so i i tested to 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 write the the cgns skeleton on the on the master processor uh and then uh, do the parallel calls uh, for uh, to, for for each processor to write his own data uh, but I saw a, some uh, weird uh, behavior where the I, I, I tested to, to write the results every time step. And I saw that the, 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 the solution, the simulation goes uh, much slower when increasing the time steps. And I think that this issue could be because of uh, the fact that I am opening and closing the HDF file at each time step. So I would like to to know if this is a good approach or no. Uh, shall I keep the HDF file open or I sh I should close and open it at each time step? So you're writing you're not writing a CGNS file per time step. You're writing time steps within the CGNS file itself. Is that how you're doing it? Yes. So I am writing on the same uh, in the same CGNS file. At every time step, say the velocity and the pressure field at the at time tn, mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, with this behavior, I should close and open uh, the file at each time my code calls uh, the the function dump field where I uh, where he 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 prints and uh, the the results of the feeds in in the file. Yeah, it's expensive to open and close a file, especially for CGNS, because when it does that, it tries it reads through all the metadata. I mean, metadata that's contained in CGNS itself. So that and that and in and of itself is pretty expensive. So you want to keep it 
if you're always just writing it and just keep appending to the file, just keep it open. Don't close it for each after each time step would be your best bet. Yes, but by this way, how can I manage that the first uh, that only the the master rank needs to write the skeleton for the solution? Because in TCNS, for example, for the mesh, my mesh is uh, is is fixed, so it doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So I write I write the mesh only once, and this can be done easily by the master uh, processor, and I close and open and keep it open. But the issue is uh, is with the writing the solution. Writing yeah. the solution, uh, we should, uh, as you know, uh, manage the iterations. So I need to increment uh, the the solution variable, and write uh, write uh, this stuff. And what I tried is to write this also by the master processor. But when I write on the master processor, I should call the the CG open, not the CGP open. So I close and then I open. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what to do. In fact, with this. Uh, yeah, you can't, if you're, I didn't realize you were, I thought you were just writing one file per time step, and then you could, then you could do that skeleton each time step, and that would be quick. But if you're, if you just want to have one giant CGNS file for every time step, then yeah, you can't have, when you create those new, essentially what HDF5 is doing is, is creating new groups and data sets, and that has to be a collective operation. So you can't, just have one rank do that operation. So in that case, you won't have you won't be able to do that skeleton mm -hmm. uh, scheme. So is for example uh, going for uh, for subfiling would be better or? Uh... Uh, it probably wouldn't help all that much because you're still going to incur the cost of. Because it's not really going to disk. That's the issue. It's the fact that. You have to each time step you create, you're creating all this metadata that CGNS carries along with it. So it, it might help. I mean, for one or two nodes, it shouldn't it shouldn't matter. I don't know why it's slowing down. Hmm. You could try it. Do you really want uh yeah? It'd be better if you could do one file per time step. That but we, if you want one file per time step, um uh would be maybe a good idea but the issue is uh, is uh, shall i do one file per time step or one file per time step per uh, per node well okay then you would i mean it'd be per then the then you get into subfiling so what subfiling it does is it aggregates data on a certain node and then you can you can you can configure subfiling so that you have more than one rank so you can have either you can do one file per node or you can do as many files as you want. If you want to be the extreme, you could do all all the ranks, write one file per node, which would be you probably wouldn't get that great of performance just just because there's an overhead for that as well. Um, but we usually we've been choosing one file per node and then that will create a CGN. Well, that will create a CGNS. It will create a a a part of a HDF5 file on that node. Now, if you're just doing restarting something, you could restart from that node so you don't have to reassemble it into an HDF5 file. But if you're doing like post-processing, you'd either have to take those sub... So you'd have as many sub-nodes per time step as well. And you'd have as many files as you have do nodes, essentially. That's the minimum you would have. 
So that might become burdensome to maintain if, if you're concerned about how many files. And if that's the case, then you'll have to put them, you can assemble the subfiles back into an HDF5 file. And you can do that, you can do that as a post-processing step if you want. You don't have to do that as part of your simulation. And then you would have one file per node at the end of your simulation if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Or one file per time step. Yes, uh, last question for me, and I give I give uh, the, the the speech for the uh, the remaining people. Just the uh, last question is that I I I, uh, I managed to compile uh, HDF sync um, with the subfiling uh, option, and I compiled the CGNS to to use this offer, and I took the example of um, of the subfiling that you've done. Mm -hmm. On my uh, on my Mac, uh, I have one node uh, and I have more than more one processor. I, I I run the code on two processors and I saw two subfiling. I I thought that subfiling is one file per node and here it's going one file per processor. Is is I must yeah. I misunderstood something maybe or. Uh... Well, there's one config. It writes one config files, right? So that tells you how many files you actually have it writes two files it has a config file and it has the actual node file that kind of got it it's kind of has a hex in its name called in its dot sub file yes. did you actually get two sub files because you should yes. know yes i got i got two sub files on two processors i i i thought that i would have only one on one uh, on both processors because it's one node yeah you should have just got one uh, hmm I don't okay. know why. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know why it would do that. Okay. You could, try, you could try it on your. Do you have it on your cluster and see? So you're using. So all the results you had was with what? That was with was it? Is it in pitch or what machine is this that on the cluster that you're targeting? I'm was, using. Yes, I'm using M pitch. Uh huh. I'm using M pitch. It is. Uh... Yes, and I have uh, I have thirty two uh, processor per node. It is uh, AMD uh, processors, mm -hmm. and um, I do have a local storage per per processor. Oh, you do have node local storage per? You mean at a node? Yes. Okay. Then that's uh, even greater because in, with subfiling you can. You can write to that. You can write the subfiles to that node local storage, and that should be very quick. Mm -hmm. I think I have an example that you can fork off a process in your application to. There's a it's the thing to combine the files back as H five fuse. Mm -hmm. So you can you can run that in the background and then fuse those files onto your parallel file system. Is it Lustre that is your parallel file system? Do you know? What what do you mean? Run the the fuse file on on background at the at the end of the simulation or during the computation? It can be during the computation because it it kicks off just threads. Okay, but it's a Python script. Or it's a, it's a shell script or it's a what? Shell script. Yeah, it uses DD. Okay. Okay, and it, it and it and it will be running on uh, on each processor. The same information will be done. Yeah, so I'll, if you're doing no local storage, you probably will have to kick off. And I don't know if you'll be able to fork it because 
no local storage, only that node has access to that data, right? So in that program uses it. So it, uh, let me see, I think it should work. I have to remember how it works, but yeah, you should be able to do, I think you can either do it either way. You can either at the end of your simulation, you can run it to, to run it, to, to assemble all those, to, sub, to fuse the, the sub files into a single CGNS file, or you can do it within your program itself. And that should work. You just have to make sure that the data, it knows where it's going to go because where the processors go, I mean, where it's going to be and on the parallel file system in the end. So it should work, but you have to, you have to fork it from your program. Okay. I'll, yeah. If you want to know how to do that, I can point you to, I can, have, I can just point you to where we do that and some other applications. Okay. I, I, I would, I would, uh, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if stuff finding is going to help with the, yeah, the problem with open and close that probably won't help. Um, it would be it would be better if you could do if if you can be if you do do one more and one file per node or one file per time step that would be easier because then you could do all that on one data and that should one node and that should go quick one rank I mean that should go quick to create the data the CGNS file and then close it and then open it again with all the files and just uh, to be clear that when you do I think you're misunderstanding when you do collective I/O you can have you can have ranks that don't have data to write, but you just still you still have to call the call. But you would still that that allow you to do collective operations, because if you do an independent, that might also hurt you. I, I'm doing an independent because I I I have really processors that uh, sometimes write nothing. Right, but because... that's fine because if you do if you don't do if you do independent, it doesn't allow the the MPIO to kind of optimize to, for the IO, right? It's it's doing and it's it doesn't have information to speed up that. So if you do collective, it knows who's what ranks are not going to write anything, right? So it can it can handle that and then still get better performance. Just because you don't have you can still use collective even though you don't have ranks that are not are not writing anything in general. But but this way we 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 should call the the MPI stuff with null, for example, null pointer. Right, because... totally. you pass the date, you'll pass a data buffer that's null. That tells CGNS underneath, it'll, it'll tell HDF5 to select none. It won't, it, and so HDF5 knows that that rank's not gonna write anything, but it's still involved in the, it's still involved in the, it's still involved in the writing per se, but it's not gonna actually write anything. That's how you get away with doing, using collective with, ranks that aren't going to write anything. Okay. Because you might get better performance if you're using collective. That's what I'm saying. So you might want to allow for ranks that aren't doing anything and that will allow you to use collective and you might get better performance because it's not, it's hard to say on parallel systems, parallel file systems, whether you're going to get better performance at collective using collective or independent. And it could change as you increase the number of ranks it could switch from being better for in, for independent to, for example, to being better for collective. It just depends. So it's allowing the ability to have your codes switch between the two is is good. Okay. Thank you for for your help. I I will try all these, mm -hmm. and and uh, 
if I have more issues, I, I, I keep uh, posting on the CGNS discussion. Or that's, fine. that's fine there. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Is there any other questions people had? I don't have anything prepared per se. So it's really a question discussion session. This question is for large strings. So it's pointing to a forum post. Mm -hmm. Chunk and compress large strings. Let me share my screen. Oh, now I can ask. I have to, to click OK for the recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a little bit of special case. Uh, so I store the input file, which is a text YAML file as a string. And normally I want to compress it, but in, in, in like a few cases, the input file was huge. And then the problem is that my chunk size is always the size of the string. But if the string is really, I think, larger than four gigabyte, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, because the type so is a string type, which yeah, basically sets, sets the limit of the, the chunk. Or it's, it's basically one, one type, I mean. Right, a chunk has a limit. So I cannot chunk the string because it's it's uh, yeah it's it's not multiple characters it's just one long type. Right, yeah. The limit for chunking is four gigabytes. It's the largest you can make a chunk. That's the largest single chunk. But when we, yeah, I don't know what the interaction of that is. But so like when if you have a variable in string and you're putting it in there the chunk size is actually not like, even if your string is like six gigabytes, your what your the way that that gets stored is that gets stored in and as metadata actually, because of the weird way that HDF5 stores variable length data. So your chunk is actually just one thing. It's just one address into or offset into a the global heap. So the chunk size is small. I don't know if the, the library, the library is smart enough to realize that, that fundamentally it's, it's going to be fine. But I mean, you can have a, a data set if you're just, just storing that as like a an extendable one-dimensional char data set, then the the chunks are whatever the chunks are, right? Okay. I mean, that's that's fine. You're just going to store it across multiple chunks, and that's that's okay. Okay, so I I rather use a char array and not a string type. Yeah, just have an extendable char array, and you can just write stuff to that. And then that's compressible. Okay. Yep, yep. That sounds like a plan. I mean, I'm doing it from Fortran, but I think it should shouldn't be a big problem. No, that shouldn't be an issue. I think we have some examples how to do it in Fortran for variable length. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sorry for for the the rough start and and many thanks uh, first of all for for helping out. No problem. Yeah, I'm actually curious. I have to look that up. See, like I don't know off the top of my head. I've never tried to store gigantic variable length strings. I'm curious to see if that has weird sharp edges that we need to fix. Check that out. Apparently it does. Cause you, so you tried that and it failed, right? Is that correct? Uh, no, I don't think I tried a variable length string. I, I have a fixed string where you oh, basically okay. say type size is the number of, of the characters in the multiplied by some, some vector. I don't know the, the code. But it's it's all there, and I will I will try and, and post here. So so it's 
it's an available capacity. Yeah, I would avoid very blank data as much as possible in HDF5 because of the way that it's stored. It's stored as metadata, so you your I.O. is not going to be as great. Yeah, it won't be compressible. But it's anyway probably not the best idea to store such big data. I just wanted to have a, uh, yeah, one solution that fits all. And normally the, the input file is less than a megabyte, but I had one mm -hmm. exceptional case, which was huge. And then I started thinking and putting into that. Mm -hmm. So in this case is, is slow and it's anyway only during initialization. So at least for me, it's, it's fine. Okay, then, yeah, I'll, I'll hand over to the next, and, and thanks again for your time. Uh -huh. I hope I managed to do that. No worries. Yeah, just follow up if you have issues, let us know. Yeah, and if there's bugs, then go ahead and file a GitHub issue. Any other questions? I did have a follow-up. I just want to, for the CGNS, um, if you want to try to eliminate file system in general, you, you, you can use the core file driver and that just writes to memory. So it never really goes to the parallel file system. So if you think it's the parallel file system that may be causing an issue, you might want to switch over to trying with the core file driver and that will eliminate that, at least that component to see if that's, if it's still slow, then there's something else that's causing the slowdown. It's not just the, it's not writing the, it's not the actual accessing the parallel file system. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I guess you didn't, I guess you didn't uh, tell me what the parallel file system was. Was it Lustre? If you can unmute again. Maybe you left, oh, okay. Is there any other questions? I would like to ask a last question also. Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. You, you, when you proposed for me to write uh, a CGNS file at each time step, uh, I, I need to write the, the mesh also in each uh, file, or I write the mesh only once? <clears throat> in CGNS, you can have external links, so you can write the mesh, if it's constant to a separate file, and then you can just have an external, you can just point to that mesh at all the time, so you don't have to keep rewriting it. Okay. There are some examples for those in the... In the... Yeah, I think there, are, there is. Uh, I can point them out. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Did you, so, so are you, so you're writing the parallel file system, do you not, you, you, you know how to set the parameters for Lester and everything, right? Is it as assuming it's a Lester? Uh, sorry, I I misunderstood the question. So you have a parallel file system on your cluster, correct? Yes. And it's Lester. He, and uh, I think it's a Lester. Yes. Okay. Because I mean, you have to set your probably your stripe count, right, and stripe sizes. Are you doing that? Because by default, it's probably using one stripe count. That means it's probably one OST. That's the number of servers writing to the disk. So, if you want to, if you start scaling up your problem, you're going to have to start probably increasing your stripe count. 
Okay, I I, I would ask uh, for, I I would ask for this for more details. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to no local storage, is that's probably not, that's not a parallel file system. So that's one way to check to see if your write performance. It should be very fast. The no local storage, the write performance. So. Okay, thank you. Is it a Cray machine or is it a is it a what machine is it? Is it a Cray? Mm, I, uh, in fact, I, I I don't have enough knowledge for for the for for, for the cluster uh, system. I I I, okay. I I I need to ask uh, the, the 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 service that uh, that does the these uh, installations, and uh, I can have more information. Okay. Okay, I guess if there's no more questions, I guess we can call it a day and another month from now. We, we have more questions or we can ask, answer them then the next call the doctor. So, yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Thank you so much, Scott. The next week we'll have Garrett. He's going to talk about an HDF5 tutorial we've been working on and would welcome community input on. So, thanks everyone, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>